Brought to you by First Class Reels. I came to First Class Reels. I was trying to find someone to do my reel for me. The reason I wanted to get my reel done was because every like agent I'd run into or manager would be like, so can I see some of your work? And I'd be like, I don't have a reel. When we were done and I sent it out to people I've been networking with and I got an agent out of it. And right now I'm talking to a manager after they've seen my reel. So it really was bang for my buck. Like. I got exactly what I wanted. So first class reels, do it. You will not regret it. Trust me. You know objective truth, Darwin? Math. That's not objective truth. Math is objective. No, it's not. Yes, it, it doesn't it fully describe reality. There's no chance you've objectively described reality. You haven't. Let the record show that Lauren is bored. Welcome to Lockdownism. I'm Matt Lofton. I'm Darwin. Here's where we talk about politics. Trying to evolve the conversation. Ah, ah, so horrible, horrible. Welcome to Lofty Darwinism. We are joined today by good friend and actress Chloe Berman. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, Chloe? Yes. Um, hello, world. I'm Chloe. Um, I'm a French-American actress and uh, have been in L.A. for about three and a half years now. Moved from Chicago. We, we wanted to talk a little today about... Well, what, what, what did we want to talk about? We wanted to talk about... The just our generation's sensitivity, the you know what it means to be in the world. A millennial, today. like yeah, a millennial. Yeah, what like what, what does it mean to you? Let's you, buzzword you, this up. All right, um, <laughs> you wanted to come on this podcast. You had a lot of thoughts. What what would be your like your thing that you're wanting to tell people? Um, I think the truth hurts. And I think what's happening nowadays is that people are very quick to jump to conclusions and don't have the patience to really break down the information that we're getting. So because of social media, I feel like we're getting information all the time um, and people just have their point of view and they're not willing to take in more information and um, maybe grow or learn, you know, because it... It's a sensitive topic. So what, what's like a specific instance where that has been true for you? Um, so for instance, I'm, I guess, a liberal or a Democrat, if we have to put labels. Um, and I hate Trump, obviously, but I don't think it's enough to just think Trump is an idiot. I think we need to have, be able to criticize ourselves, especially Democrats, because there's a reason Trump got elected. And even now, after this time with Trump in office, people are still like, I don't know how this happened, and this is crazy, and uh, instead of actually talking about how it happened. And maybe it's because Democrats are so full of themselves and condescend everyone else and think, oh, half of America is a bunch of idiots or uh, white trash, whatever, you know, ignoramuses who don't know enough about the world because they live in small towns. Like, that's just one way of looking at it. And then there's another way of looking at it, like, take responsibility so that Trump doesn't get elected again. Because he will if we don't look at ourselves the way we should. As Here's the... I, so, I have, a, I have a question. It seems like you're identifying... For you, per, like, it, on a... You're identifying the problem of... Of, of like, or how often is it that what you're saying, I want people to understand, is I want them to agree with me, right? Like, we want... People like that. We we ask for dialogue, and then a lot of times we sort of 
even cut ourselves off. When you say that, I completely agree that you want that. But how often is it hard for you to abide by that? For you not to end up defaulting un unintentionally to the idea that I'm not just informing them about this. They have to agree with me at the end of it. Um, you know, like, and if they didn't, it's a failure. Uh, yeah, you know, when, yeah. when you're talking to people. It's, it's like, very hard. Um, even when I have conversations with my boyfriend and he says something a little too controversial for me and hits home or whatever, I have to just take a deep breath and not get offended immediately. I have to just take in the information, give him the benefit of the doubt, and then maybe question myself. Like, okay, maybe the way I've been thinking this whole time might not be the only or the right point of view. So it's really, really hard, but it just takes awareness, I think. I mean, what if, what if the dichotomy is true, right? What if you're both right on these that's, issues? That's great. A lot yeah, of times, like, like, I mean, I think if we're both, like, I think there's a clear essential liberal truth, a clear essential conservative truth, and we're not even being, we're not holding ourselves to our standards, so we get angry when they're being hypocrites, but, like, is anyone being an adult right now? Well, also, to me, the dichotomy of liberalism versus conservatism, like in my personal life, takes the form of, on the one hand, you're talking about empathy, you're talking about change, you're talking about casting off old ideas in favor of new ones based on new information. But you're also talking from the conservative angle about skepticism. You're talking about things not being what they appear. You're talking about essentially saying we've been doing it this way before. Things aren't perfect, but we're doing pretty good. And you're questioning things so much that it's not necessarily – you're just changing them. There is this, this philosophy in art. You know, at some point as artists, we, we, we change, we change, we cut, we cut it, we keep on editing it. And at some point, it stops being better. It just becomes different. And right. a big artist impulse that you have to train yourself to have is to let it go, to, to, to let things just be the way that they are. And I feel like these two different philosophies are applicable at different points of time. And the idea that we align right. ourselves into camps and say, I always think that yeah. this one works, like always, is, is just a natural human impulse, but it completely like, is, is dissociated from how the world actually operates. Why do we not value someone who tells us that as a candidate, who says, you know, who actually acknowledges that truth? I mean, maybe you could argue Clinton did, and that's why he won, but then he gutted welfare. So what good did that do us? Um, but like, what, well, it's because we, when why we, don't we, when value we organize ourselves around a, a set of ideals, the only way that we can track that is specifics. We can only say, oh, he says that he wants to take care of the homeless. He wants to take care of these groups, but he voted against that at one point. And are you going to argue specific matters with Trump as president? Like, I, I mean, like being specific, I don't actually, I think is just something they've been doing. But it clearly, you know, if you throw enough things out there, it works for some candidates like our president. So, like, right. I, he, I don't know the specifics. He contradicts are, he, himself like, all the time. And he and he does Every that moment. because he because he completely rewrote the political playbook. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I don't know that he even rewrote it, man. I think he just went back to some deep fundamentals. Like, the stuff that wasn't about what swing counties could be, you know, persuaded by some micro-targeting. It was base-level gut persuasion that made him win. And the same reason, Chloe, that you get so angry and I get so angry by him at times is the same reason he's damn persuasive and gets another group of people to vote for him, right? And he's not controlled in the slightest, but, I mean, he's trying, it seems like he's maybe getting a little more controlled, um or being controlled by others who knows uh but how can it be like when i talk to trump voters they a lot of them sound like obama 08 voters the ones who aren't like ideologues they sound like what they think trump will fix is what obama was gonna fix chloe how is it can you sit in a room and agree with someone who voted for trump in the future of course um I don't think if because someone voted for Trump, I should totally disregard uh, all of their views and beliefs and talents, you know, and experiences. I think they have the right to vote for whoever they want. What I do think, though, is that they need to take responsibility. So, sure, you can vote for Trump, but if Trump fucks up, then they need to acknowledge what is happening and not just defend him with no backup. You know, I need facts. I need reasoning. Uh, I don't want someone to just be a Trump supporter for the sake of being a Trump supporter and saying, oh, I'm Republican. So that's the end of the conversation. If it's okay to be a Trump supporter and not be, and not like what's happening right now. Um, I think it's happening on both sides and, and we need to realize we're all on the same page. You know, we're all afraid of what's happening regardless of Republican or Democrat. But people are so vicious with each other now. Like if I criticize the Democratic Party, like the liberal media right now on Facebook is ridiculous. They're biased. If I point that out on Facebook, I will have the world attack me, even if I hate Trump. And that's the problem. We can't have a conversation without people getting defensive because people are so sensitive nowadays. What, what Matt and I have really uncovered, I think, has been the, just the degree to which the liberal media is not breaking through to Trump voters. They've, they, we, we live in our bubbles, and the quality of Facebook posts is so vicious that I think for a lot of Trump voters, they've managed to completely excise those points of view from their, from their news feed – and they don't watch those channels. They don't read those websites. The entire liberal perspective on Trump is not just something that conservatives disagree with. In many cases, it seems like they're not even hearing it at all because they're not interested. Do you feel like we've manifested that? Do you think that's fair? We, I mean, we, I mean, uh, sorry, I, I was just thinking about our guest who will never, who has been our guest and should have been recorded saying this. But when we said Russia, he just almost didn't associate anything with it. And that was an interesting moment, Darwin, for me. I don't know if it was for you. I was like, how did, I mean, is that what sparked this? Was well, this it's, Trump land is like the Shire. It's like they don't know what's going on out there. Like, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the rest of us but, have, have, got, have overthought the world a little bit. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to come at it from well, a holier than okay. now. All well, I can say Chloe, is let me actually... Ask you then let me ask Chloe a question about this. I had, I said in this last episode, I had a Russian Russian passenger 
who fundamentally believes because of the news she's list, uh, reading that the chemical attack was faked and that all of this was faked and there was never an attack. What, <laughs> what do we do in that world? Oh my God. I mean, that world is called conspiracy theory world. I, I would rather but stay away that's from the that world, world that, but like, that's, but that's their national, like, that, that's you, our why, world. Like, I, <laughs> like, why is it like, uh, the, when you really dig down, you wonder why is our world better? And that's my question. I, who like, was it that how said? How are we supposed General, to grapple General, with this? General MacArthur, I think it was, who said, "You may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you." And I think <laughs> that that is a very effective way of describing all of our modern issues. As you may not be interested in these issues, but they're very interested in you, and they're going to affect you whether you like it or not. <sighs> Oh, yeah, I mean, and when I bring up like the even the liberal media, I'm not even talking just about Facebook. I'm talking about the Washington Post, the Huffington Post. I read a lot of different sites and all yeah. of them just have this one sidedness to them, like because it's a liberal uh, media they're not able to self-criticize and break down. So for instance, uh, healthcare. It's either one way or the other. But healthcare is a really, really complicated issue, just like global warming and pollution. I mean, we already know pollution is real, so. But the problem is it's not out there enough. And people, because it's, it's very tedious, no one wants to know how healthcare works. And that's the media's responsibility to break it down for people. You know? No one knew it was complicated, as our president told us. <laughs> but can I yeah. can, can I ask Chloe a question? So, what? If, okay, this was this was posed on a great podcast. Love it or leave it. What if Ivanka and Jared are secretly spinning the ideas we want inside the White House and are finding that out? That's basically what the news is saying right now. Can, can you get on board? Like, what does someone who has done what Trump has done have to do? to get you on board with a particular policy that you may actually agree with, right? Like to get you saying, you know what, we're going to get bipartisan on this issue. What, you know, is it Ivanka and Jared? Is it like, what would they have to do? I think it's going to take a lot of time because right now, um, no one is working together in the government. People just want to be right. And, and the problem is they've seen the other as a threat to their happiness and their life. So not only do the Republicans disagree with the Democrats, but they need the Democrats to suffer. Uh, and if they don't, then they're a threat to our success. Before, it's like, we'll just work together. We might not agree on everything, but we'll come to a compromise. The word compromise doesn't exist anymore. And it doesn't even I, exist I outside of the government. So... We're it may screwed. have to in the future. The Republicans don't agree with each other. If they're not a governing coalition, and they may have to come to the Democrats sooner rather than later. When the debt ceiling hits on day 100, are you as a Democrat okay raising it? Because like we used to be just for general responsibility, or are we trying to hurt Trump? You know, like, when, when those same questions that the Republicans were in, right? All these little moments of government that we can mess with. Is that who we're who you want to see the Democrats be? Who the Republicans want, were to Obama? 
oh, the way Republicans were towards Obama was awful. And I mean, honestly, these, none of these people are doing their jobs. Like, we're paying them to literally do nothing. They're supposed to, to help the people, but they're so lost in their little world that nothing is getting done. Well, it's because we've yeah. reached a point of pol- polarization that makes compromise just, just illogical. If, if, if you're compromising with a person who is trying to move the goalpost in the exact opposite direction of you, then there is no, nothing to gain. We've, we've, we've cast our system in, in this form of, of political football. You're either gaining He's a zero summer. them. Yeah, like Trump exactly. is a pure zero sum player, and like there, he doesn't believe in emergent victories, right? In the emergent victory of compromise, in the emergent greater system that happens when two sides work together, right? Like in anything like that is bigger than when we when we when we're negotiating, we're we're zero sum on everything. Like, and maybe he does, but he never shows that side of himself. Ever. I think the fundamental issue with Trump, um, other than all the obvious things is that um, we don't trust him. So uh, the other day he made some sort of hint about attacking North Korea. No one covered it because people don't really believe him. They don't take everything he says as 100% truth. If Obama had hinted at something like that, everyone would have been like, oh my God, that's- Is that why he struck Syria then? Is that why you think maybe that's why he struck Syria? Because like, you're right. People didn't take him seriously when he was saying something about North Korea. His generals came to him after that attack and said, you have to strike or your word will be nothing. I mean, I don't know. This is where things get deep. Like the, there's, I mean, like Chloe, like in DC, the things you end up hearing are even weirder than the stuff you hear in the rest of the world, right? Like the kind of internecine crap. And I'm not sure how to, to process it. Like, I'm not sure... (laughs) what they're gonna do like there's real deep state fights like it's not just a conspiracy theory but they're also trying to do their jobs so i, I want to circle back also and and touch on a point that keeps coming up about trump voters needing to be responsible for trump because that's a big you know thing when, when you hear a trump voter defend trump uh, my first reaction is to shake them and say do you see what's going on out there but Viewed in context, do you see, do you feel like the alternatives that we've posed, the idea that Clinton was the, was the candidate that they were supposed to vote for, that liberals, in the way that they show up around their conservative friends, create this, this world in which conservatism is wrong and, and, and dying, mm-hmm. that Trump is the lesser of those evils, that in many ways his existence is less about Trump and more about the fact that he won and that they're trying to say, look, we're here, we matter, we want you to take us seriously, we want you to just, to, we don't want, we want to say no to you. We want to say no to what's going on because our world makes sense. It's good and, and like these Trump voters yeah. are good people. They're, they're nice people. They're like, they're generous people and it's hard to square they're the issues that the Trump administration is pursuing in the White House with the culture that they're trying to maintain. Does that make sense? It, it does. And I mean, they don't. 
I think we, just like Trump, we are so patronizing. Just like Trump supporters need to take responsibility, um, we we need to not condescend and say things like, "Well, because you voted for Trump, you're a rapist or a bigot." Like that is the, what does the, them taking the responsibility look like, is, Chloe? What? What does them taking responsibility look like? Well, it I don't, just means I don't, I mean, like, like, like where if does you're that a Trump happen? supporter, um, you can't just say I like Trump and we hate Democrats, and that's the end of the conversation. We need to say they need to tell us why they still support Trump and a breakdown of what that looks like. Maybe they don't like all the personal stuff, like the sexist comments and. Um, all the other bad stuff that he's done or that he just doesn't speak English very well. Um, yeah. I mean, if they can acknowledge little things like that, like the Muslim ban, which he calls a ban, but it's not a ban, et cetera, et cetera. And say, look, we know there are bad things, but look at the good things and give us details. Then I will listen, you know, but if we're all just calling each other stupid, then we'll never grow and we'll never learn. And just like Democrats, we need to stop associating Trump supporters as uh, idiot b- bigots because I think that's just uh, underestimating the voter. Well, also, when you say to someone that, that, that they're wrong, when you say you believe X, Y is actually what's true, underneath that, there's you're essentially calling them an idiot. And... It's not really what you're yep. saying, and most of the time we can get through life without really calling each other idiots. But on these big issues where you've heard people call, you know, everybody's heard conservatives or liberals get called an idiot for any of their viewpoints, right? And so when you start trying to worm your way into, oh, you believe X, can I get you over to Y? What they're hearing, what I hear is, oh, you think I'm stupid. You think I've gotten to this point because I'm a stupid man. Like, if, how do you create permission to change someone's mind? Well, first, you have you to not have try to change, to change their, their mind. mind. Don't change their mind. Like, share your perspective and then be like, what's your perspective? And then talk it through and see if maybe, without trying to convert the other person, see if uh, both people can find some sort of compromise. You don't but want to suggest you reverse that order. I think, unfortunately, we're going to have to hear them all out first and then share our perspective if we want the compromise. Almost never. I do also I dispute get to that. Unload first. I feel you think like you get to unload first when, when you when you say that you're you're not trying to change their minds. I think you're you're lying to yourself or to me. Because you are trying to change their minds. Like, and, and I think that they can smell that. I think they can smell when you're lying to yourself. I know, but can we, can we be adults? Like, I'm not trying to convert someone. Yes, I think my point of view is right because I've thought about it. Just like they think their point of view is right because they put some thought into it. We both agree we all like to think we're right deep down. But I'm saying can we be adults and have a conversation without being condescending and, uh, no. and the ultimate goal should be understanding and learning versus and con- conversion. Chloe, I worry we can't because even as you described it, you said some thought after their opinions, <laughs> right? Like you said, I gave my my opinions thought, and they give their opinions some thought, and like it's it's un <laughs> it was unconscious. It's just unconscious no. little. That was you know what I mean, like. Like I like how like the the depth that we're gonna have to check ourselves 
in order to have any change from another side is so massive because honestly what we're asking for them to change may not like i don't think we really know what the right outcome is and i think they know that but we're demanding that they change we know it doesn't look good right now but they know we don't really have a vision of the future that's like positive for anyone really like, they don't think that we do and honestly, Democrats kind of haven't put one forward. Yeah, in and, my and, and there is to add to that a, a, a lifetime's worth of government in the news seeming to be corrupt and unresponsive to the American voter. The 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 the, the, the depth to which Trump is filled with, with just brimming with shit is to miss how deeply our own government has been guilty of the same thing. And I think that when we look at Trump, we really should check ourselves and ask, is this really more corrupt than what came before? Or is it just more obvious? Is it just more direct? Is it more something that we can see? Because we do have to ask if the Trump world is really so bad. I mean, especially yeah. for us who are not illegal immigrants and are not suffering the consequences of these new anti-immigrant policies. For a lot of us, we haven't actually experienced any real bad outcomes as a result of Trump's policies right now. And it is not to say that his policies aren't hurting a lot of people. But it is important to really come separate fact from fiction and to say, okay, if things are so bad under Trump, how? Mm-hmm. Like what, in, how does that – why is it so bad? Because guess what? Conservative America has been dealing with rampant unemployment, a, 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 an extreme drug addiction, opioid addiction crisis. Um, jobs have been leaving – a lot of these towns have, have been dying. Jobs have been disappearing to robotics and immigrants and overseas. Their world is not good, and they didn't feel like anybody was listening or cared. It, so how is it also that we not can say, oh, now it's suddenly it's bad? Good. Like, there's a little bit of uh, collective value in work and each other, regardless of situation that I think we need, right? Like, living, like, Darwin, we grew up just thinking, Emerald, like, we were ready to run out at first. Like, I'm going back, we were ready to just leave. And we tell people in the middle of the country, you're a flyover state, right? Like, we shit on them, and then that becomes an ethos. Um, and it becomes a problem. And they, they rightly feel condescended to and looked down upon. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we wouldn't, like, I mean, I, I mean, like, as I, I now know what I value about where I'm from, but, like, there was a lot more message that it wasn't valuable than, where, than it was. Um... I also want to ask you guys what you think about the whole um, uh, Muslim situation, how people see Muslims in the world and in America, how people are talking about it in politics. Because personally, uh, I think America is afraid to, to talk about what's ha really going on. Mm -hmm. So like the recent bombing with the church, ISIS claims responsibility yeah. for that. Um, we need to report it as it is, which is a hate crime. These yeah. Muslim extremist terrorists are bombing churches 
because they're Christian, not because it's a random location. And not only are they bombing those places, they're blowing themselves up. So they don't really, it's not like they're going to make money off of this or get power. Their, their only goal is to please Allah uh, and hurt the other, the Christian. So it's a hate crime. We keep talking about this like it's some political terrorist act. We need to talk about it the way it hurts. It's the religion that is making these terrorists do these things. It's not politics. They are doing this on behalf of their religion. So now no, we I just mean, need I, an open conversation between religious Muslims and non-religious Muslims, American Muslims and Muslims from other countries. Well, you know, I, the, it, I, I would actually dispute that. I would actually say that, we, that, that these are largely political acts. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously it's just so closely tied into Islam. And I agree. I think that we need to say Islam is the sword. We we need to like, we have a problem we, we have a problem with Islam, we do we have a big problem with Islam. We honestly don't have the problem with Islam that Europe does, like at all, and we're lucky for that. And I think that we don't take that specific context seriously enough because the Islamic populations in Europe, which derive mostly from Turkey, uh, really do create their own little societies, and in these and societies, don't assimilate. Yeah, they don't assimilate, and I, I do have a problem with that. I do have a problem with any society in America that chooses not to assimilate, that chooses not to le learn the language, that doesn't share our values, because a lot of these Islamic countries around the world have horrific human rights issues, like mm -hmm. on a scale that is uncomparable to anything. But it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen with the first generation. It happens with their kids. So, like, if you want that to integrate, you have to make sure their kids get public educations and schools next to your totally. kids. Because while their parents may not be, like, you can't honestly expect an adult to change that much. You can hope they are, you know, we create a lot of really gun-ho patriotic immigrants. But, you know, some don't want to assimilate. But their kids, if they're in public schools and forced, like, to, you know, be around other kids, will change. Like, I don't think we talk about the real, like full immigrant story. It's not usually about the first person here. It's about their family and the people they are sacrificing for. Right? I agree. And, you know, it's it's and, the third like, generation to expect actually. the first it's... guy to to expect the first guy to assimilate is well while noble or not even noble, it's just a thing you want. Like it's about whether his kid gets assimilated and whether they can he can provide for that kid to go to a public school and be useful to our society. Like Chinatown produced a lot of taxes. Italian areas in Europe produced a lot of taxes and kids came out and now they're integrated across the like like did, did you see is, the the we, Louis like, C.K. Oh, so, did, did you did you see the Louis C.K. sketch on SNL where there were they, they recreated an apartment in 1913 Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like this cute couple that ended up saying all these um, racist things about Italians. And it was, yeah. it was a perfect example of – back then, the Irish and the Italians were maligned minority groups. And yep. now we've replaced that with Latinos largely. And the – you know, the, the – the issue with Islam, the issue with Islam, really, is that even these third generations in Europe aren't integrated, and that, that well, is an issue. Like, like when, when you're allowed to have your own, like, completely like isolated community, 
it, it honestly does affect the rest of us. And honestly, we're kind of dealing with that, not just with Islam, but with Trump land. Like the, the well, entire world that doesn't interact, doesn't see how their policies, how their own ideals and, and values completely destroy another human being's life and us towards them as well. That's the, that's the struggle of a democracy. And the problem with not, Islam is that there are just a few specific it's issues. It's not about Islam. Specifically we, it's around, not about it, Islam. It's totally around, it's totally about no, Islam. Like, let me yeah, just explain like, you two seconds how it's not because you just brought up yeah. Ireland. Ten minutes ago, like in the nineteen nineties, people were bombing people because they weren't Catholic. And we, we, got a, we got a wave, like, waved hand over here. We like, gotta let Chloe get in on this. Matt, oh, sorry, um, but yeah, but no, I, it's not about Islam. Like I, it's about oh, oh, how people okay, use okay. their religion. Matt, I sorry, think it's I think it's really about Islam because there's a lot of religions in America, and we don't have this problem because there is a separation between church and state. In, in the household, like everyone is Christian at home or Jewish Not at home. Not all Christians but want when that. Out, I, I know, but in the real world, people aren't living off of their religion. But in Islam, there's no separation. You're, you live your life from your religion. It doesn't end at when you leave the them. house. Yeah, no, even moderate no. Islams. No, look, 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 okay. First of all, there's what, a billion Islamic people in the world so you can't generalize too much obviously but you know you know and 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 we've hosted islamic guests at the lemon lodge you know i i have a lot of friends from high school you know hamid you know right like we have a lot of islamic friends they're all extremely good people yeah. and they're all the kind of people who would absolutely abhor and 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 99 of islamic <laughs> population but you can't ignore the fact that islam in its specific structure has no. a lot of creeds it's, that are that are an issue. Islam an as issue. they structured it. No, no, there's no inherent there, there's structure a, in Islam. They first of all, have you read? Have you, it have you Matt, Matt, they Matt, have you Matt, Matt, They're Matt. interpreting shh, it that way. Shh, shh, shh. They, Matt, whatever. Matt, have you read the Quran? Have, no, I'm not. Not all of it. I've read different passages. Have okay. you read all the Bible? No, the Quran is way shorter than the Bible. It's a way shorter <laughs> yeah. book, and it's a violent book. It's, it, I mean, I'm sorry, it so just is. is. It's a horrible, yeah, it is. But Islam is a paranoid book. The Quran oh is my God, paranoid. You're just, no, it it's, wait, it's, it wait, can, can be, I just say it's something? all things. Matt, this Matt, is crazy the, talk. The, your reaction right now is, is what's happening in America, and liberals want to be the heroes and take everyone in, but... Right now, we're not saying. I'm not trying Muslim to take everyone in. I'm are, trying to identify the proper no, I, problem. I, I know, but liberals are so obsessed with with making sure that everyone is loved, and Muslims. No, and good, which not is good. Not, which is good. Which is a good thing, by the way. By the way, I'm glad that liberals feel that. Of course, but I'm, that's, that's not, not what really, I want. I'm really you should glad. not put words in my mouth. This is I, not, not at all I'm, what I'm arguing. It okay, is but, how but, people Matt, use Matt, the are, structure are, their religion. Okay, you're, you're cutting us off in a way that I think is. Look, if fair, we have fair. dialogues here, that we I need you to hear the reason that we're saying. You need me to agree with you. That you Islam, need me to agree with you. Of course, I, 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 of course, we're trying to change it. But that's I'm my not point. Going to Don't agree be with disingenuous you. about. Well, okay, sure, Matt, but here, you, you but can't. you have to listen at least and hear the reason that we're Did saying. Did you listen to me? That I listened to you both rant. The, so <laughs> that's true. But like, here, but we haven't actually got the point out. And the point that Islam did. is is the issue. Is because you think there's the inherent of how Islam is 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 administered in the world, it, it lends itself towards a Mecca, a a a grand caliphate of Islam that is 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 theologically driven, and there is no comparison. 
in Judaism, is, in Christianity, in the modern world, there is comparison to Catholicism. No, no, there's like the second part of this is that the war to create that is religious in nature and it takes the form of independent lone wolf jihadist. Like, and, and that is something that Muslims across the United States, across Europe, hear that you can you can say what you want about how we should deal with that but you can't deny the fact that jihad as an ideal set is something that reaches the laptops of young pent up frustrated young men in America who are normal otherwise and i experienced college i was a pent up frustrated young man the difference was that i didn't have anybody telling me that i could be a grand martyr by going in and shooting up a bunch of people. Uh, people. That but, that's just—it's something that's happening so right now. Some people have taken it that they've taken that version of it further. But in America right now, we're not to that level with Christianity. But there are active Christian sects who want a holy war with Islam and message as such. There is a reason Tiny they put crosses on some of our bombs. We have real problems it is how people take their religion it is not the inherent religion i, I don't like i disagree I, that is my problem it is how people use and interpret i disagree it's i mean yes inherency. of course of course there are different people that that interpret in different ways because or else we would be taken over by muslims if, if everyone uh, felt the same way as isis so it goes without saying that there's different interpretations and i'm assuming the people who are quote unquote good Muslims aren't blowing up people because they have the best interpretation and common sense and also awareness of modernity and have been able to take the religion and evolve with the times. But then there's those people, like the people who blow themselves up with the promise that they're going to have these virgins after after death. Right. So they have... People kill themselves in Jonestown too. But we're not talking like, about those peoples. We're talking about the church blow up and ISIS still and people, people who are doing it but they're doing it on behalf the, of their religion not power not it's money just it's their religion the name they're using like it, that's what I'm trying to tell you it's just the name that they are using people no, can be convinced into no. anything it is the name it is the sword they are using it, you it want it to argued. be different but it's a tool like it is well, not no. it, like they are using well, it okay. as a tool sure Lofton, I will grant you that but here's my issue with your framing and that is that we cannot make any positive change until we identify that our problem is with Islam in this form True. And until we do that, and until we drive that narrative with 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 voices of reason and not outrage, disagree. But until we until we do that, until we get people like you, Matt, who are you're good at arguing, you're good at at bringing people together. Until we can have voices like yours saying, "Look, the problem is this creed, this ideal, these specific no. ideas, these ideas." Until we do that, we will not have the Muslim community joining with us in clarifying what Islam is and is not. Okay. Because I, in, in if idea, you tell people that, they're and not going to join you. Like you I would actually dispute them. I, I, would, I would say there are a number of Islamic voices who would disagree with you. And they are, they are, they are the, the ones. The, the, woman, the woman who was on Bill Maher just the other day who was saying, look, until you actually stand up and say, look, this problem is Islamic in nature, you're not going to give moderate Islamic voices the chance to say, look, 
Islam can be no more than just this interpretation because so many Islamic creeds come from the place of look, you know, Sharia law to 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 a moderate Islamic is just to say I'm living from Islam. I'm living from service to Allah. You could argue you know? this is a horrible thing, but you could argue that the these terrorists are the best version of Islam because they are so religion and living from what the Quran is saying. So you could almost argue that they're the best Muslims that can be. But then Only obviously it's a tactic. Obviously it's a tactic, but regardless of the fact that it's a tactic, it's what they are using and what they believe in. And that's why it's dangerous not to acknowledge that. And in America, People are so obsessed with defending Muslims, like, oh my God, Muslims are good people. Of course they are. But we're not talking about the majority. We're talking (laughs) about the the terrorists who are Muslim, and they're using that religion. So we need to talk about the religion and why they're interpreting it that way. And only then can we change. Well, Chloe, we should be I actually think your narrative approach will create as many problems as you're trying to stop, but that's a whole different... It's important to remember, first of all, Islam is an old society. And there are, and, and I've gotten into Facebook wars with people who, when, okay, in Amarillo, the man who flashed a gun at Walmart, um, he was a Somali refugee, and he was Islamic. And the first I thing I thought he was that, not Somali. I thought they corrected that. Let's not get into this. I think we need okay. to get the facts right. Well, hold on. Okay, I don't the, think uh, he was uh, actually Somali. Uh, I think that was the first uh, report, uh, and it was wrong. Well, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, point, point being that a, a man posted on Facebook that, oh, he's Islamic. Like, it was the first thing he said. And I was like, look, that's not the issue. Because to me, th- targeting the issue and naming it as Islam is not about bigotry. It is about enrolling the Muslim community specifically into the conversation. It is about I think reaching Islamic areas. And, and, and creating that dialogue should also come with it an acknowledgement of the Islamic culture that is beautiful, that is gorgeous, that is loving and, 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 and pro-science. The Library yes. of Alexandria was saved and preserved because of Persians, because yes. right. of the Muslim world. They, 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 they developed extraordinary advances in mathematics, and the, uh, the Muslim invaders – of from the from Anatolia that took that toppled Constantinople that entered into Europe they were I mean they were brutal like any other army but they actually made a point of in of of making sure that Jewish and Christian minorities were were preserved that the that these religions were actually tolerated and the right. culture of Islam historically is actually a beautiful culture. Our problem that we have. So right why now, was that interpretation? What, they, that's just a different interpretation being enacted upon differently. The same book existed, like the same religion is there. So like well, it's be, not be, inherent. because when when the who who those brothers who who bombed who were the Boston bombers like because they they read about Islam and they hear about Islam and they say this is Islam and and so did the Fort Hood shooter. And so did so many other terrorist attackers, the Paris attackers. All of these folks all did this in the name they of Islam. They would have found so we need to any talk, reason. We need to talk about Islam. We have to. It's true. Like the 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 shooting in the gay bar in um, yeah, that was another lone like closetedly gay. But that like, and but the that, woman, but wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, Matt, Matt. 
So because he, you think he was closetedly gay, does that discount the fact that he was Muslim and shouted that this is in the I name think, of Allah? Are we going to completely I, no, I ignore that, that and act he, like he just I wanted he to get, kill gay people? Islam on that one. I think the dude was incredibly frustrated. He was incredibly angry and he was closeted. And he found an outlet through that version of the religion. So he grabbed that sure, hammer Matt, and he used sure, it. So but how do we shut down that outlet? But he did it you on the, in the name of Allah. The That's still a fact. Make that person Even if it's an Just because they say it doesn't mean the entire religion is wrong. Like, the, but, it's like saying but, Christianity is all wrong because abortion bombing. It's like, but you're trying, to defend, no. you're trying to defend this guy. Like, you're, like what I'm saying is... I'm not trying to defend did, him. No, you're he's saying wrong. that it was an... You're saying it was an interpretation as if interpretations are different and thus we should never talk about Islam in a negative light. He did it no. in the name of Allah. That cannot be ignored when we talk about this terrorist. We need to talk... Uh, we need to call him out as an Islamic terrorist. Not just... A terrorist. He's not just a terrorist. Well, and also, he did it and in the, the name the of Islam. The reason for that, the reason for that, Matt, is specific. It's quantity. It's the degree, the number of right. people who are the, being reached. The, it's the number of times they hear this. And the it's way the you speak about that, that guy it's, it's will the, create it's more the, of him. But it's the like, but we've we're, we're there we're there we're, we have to talk about. Why it. were okay, there so yeah. many white teenage I, male I shooters over years? Agree. Those yeah, guys because, all got hyped. You can't yeah. give uh, you can't give Zarnayev a, like you can't give uh, the, the Zarnayev brothers like the Rolling Stone cover and not expect more Muslim more Muslim or Arab kids who identify with them to want to go down that path. They will, but it's not because like it's there's but an why? outlet there. It's not why are they more they, susceptible they, than they, others? Like so you are can, glorifying them. What we can agree on is that pent up, frustrated young men yeah. usually will do dumb shit. Are, are, are the ones that are shooting them up. Okay, and but hold on. There's a bunch of educated people who join ISIS. Yeah. There's a and, bunch like, of yeah. people and the, But, but the problem educated. is that That's, this you can be educated is not just, it's not just... It's not just one flag that they just latched onto and said, this is why I'm doing this. They are inoculated in... No, no, excuse me. They're inundated with right. this creed. They are, they, they are given... They, they have, they, this is a problem. This is a set of ideals that are reaching too many ears and is going unchecked by too many people. And the reason for that is because they are living in cultures and communities isolated from the rest of us, hearing this rage, this rage, because Islam, more than any other religion, is evangelistic. I in don't nature, think you need to add more the second so. statement. But yes, you do. You have to. And you can actually Why do you go back that and in, listen, in that read, read, the, read the words, not of extremists, of the moderates. Read the words of the moderates. That's what gives you an understanding of how much rage is baked into the, the, the placement, the, 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 the sense of being Islam okay. in America. They already feel like they are slighted, like they are targeted, like they are bigoted against before we open our mouths because Islam prepares them to feel that way. Because until And because you also fundamentally believe that that's true. Like it's a perpetuating cycle here, man. Like that's well, yeah. my problem. I agree. Like, we don't you're but, not going to get we, out of it with your language. That's why we're not going to get out of it. We're not going to deny it. But we can't deny it and ignore it and tuck it away and act like everything is rainbows I, either. It's not that is also not my solution, but to believe there of is an course, inherent problem with Islam is my ev- problem. But because everyone is so sensitive about talking about religion uh, that we don't talk about anything anymore. And that's, th- that's the biggest problem. We can't solve problem. it. 
Well, yeah, but specifically Islam, we need people who are Muslim and people who are not Muslim to interpret the Quran. Uh, the more we know, the better we'll be. Right now, everyone is just okay. going off of uh, their, their fear, you know, and their xenophobia. So that, that is, that is a, very a big true. issue. Yeah. Including well, I us. Think, I think positive. that's very true. Yep. You know, that's like, like it's, it's all. I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, like, what I think we, th this conversation has taught me more than anything else is that this is a tough conversation to have. And the fact is, we need to have it. And we did it. Woo! Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, we need Woo! Lofty Darwinism. Lofty Darwinism. Chloe, any final, <laughs> final thoughts? Um, it, I love being on you guys' show. I love your show. This was great. Uh, we need more conversations like this. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Thank you All so right. much, Chloe. We appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Chloe. Thanks, Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lots of Darwinism, everyone. <laughs>